Coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline, Israel's president makes an historic visit to Bahrain, the first after the signing of the Abraham Accords. Plus, nationwide protests in Iran enter their third month. Is the regime cracking under the pressure? And does it spell the end of the feared morality police? Plus, a farmer uses modern tools to revive a plant from biblical times. And shopkeepers in Jerusalem bring the Holy Land to the front doors of Christians around the world. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Israel's President Isaac Herzog made an historic visit to Bahrain recently, the first in modern times by an official Israeli head of state. He received a warm welcome by Bahrain's king. Herzog gave the leader a mezuzah which is a parchment inscribed with text from the Torah to be put on the doorpost of one's home. Your Majesty, this is a great moment, and I'm extremely honored to be here in the Kingdom of Bahrain. You're at the forefront of making history in the region where Jew and Muslim can dwell together as sons of Abraham and move forward in peace. President Herzog's visit comes after Israel and Bahrain agreed to normalize times in 2020 as part of the Abraham Accords, which were brokered by the administration of former U.S. President Donald Trump. The Abraham Accords also enabled Israel to establish relations with the United Arab Emirates, Morocco, and Sudan. Well, the Pentagon is warning that a potential Turkish invasion of northeast Syria could hurt its efforts to eradicate ISIS in the region. And the focus here is on preventing uh, a destabilizing situation, which would put ISIS in an ability to reconstitute. And no one wants to go back to what we saw in 2014 uh, with a uh, terrorist group running amok and taking large swaths of, swaths of land uh, with thousands and thousands of people killed. Turkey says it's preparing to invade Syria to squash Kurdish militia groups that it blames for a deadly bombing in Istanbul last month. The Kurds deny any involvement in the attack. While Turkey is carrying out regular airstrikes on Kurdish targets in northeast Syria, a full-scale full scale invasion is yet to be seen. Well, after months of deadly protests in Iran, activists are rejecting reports about possible cracks in the regime. Over the weekend, an Iranian news agency reported claims from the attorney general that Iran's so-called morality police had been closed down. The group is responsible for enforcing the country's strict dress code, which requires women to cover their heads. The news spread quickly among Western news outlets, but protesters and state media dismissed the reports as false. Meanwhile, the protests show no sign of stopping. They began with the death of a young woman in police custody after she was arrested for allegedly violating the dress code. I spoke with Dr. Amir Hamidi, from the U.S. Institute of Diplomacy and Human Rights about Iran's morality police and the latest in the protests. Amir Hamidi, thanks for joining us on Jerusalem Dateline. Tell us from your perspective, what's the latest going on inside Iran? Mr. Mitchell, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate the time. Uh, as we all know, and we see on the uh, coverage of the news during the past uh, nine weeks the terrorist regime republic of iran has been detaining torturing raping and killing hundreds of hundreds of innocent 
and Iranian men and women, even young school children who have been peacefully demonstrating against this oppressive regime's 43 years of tyranny. And the Islamic Republic of Iran is, as we all know, it is a leading state sponsor of terrorism and is guilty of numerous crimes against humanity. Now, Iran claims it has uh, abolished its morality police after months of protests triggered by the death of a young woman, Mahsa Amini, who was arrested by the morality police force for allegedly not being dressed appropriately. But this claim of abolishing the morality policies according to the Iranian officials and Iranian-controlled media. But the Iranian government has not officially confirmed it yet, but the head of judiciary said they, where the morality police came from, they will go back. As we all clearly know, morality police is a part of Naja, and Naja is a part of the general police force, which it is under IRGC command. Basically, it is totally lie because Islamic Republic is a master of deception and manipulation. The world has zero reason to trust Iran after decades of oppression and brutality. What kind of, uh, what kind of response would the protesters, uh, the Iranian people right now, they're uh, opposing the regime, what would they like to see from the United States and the West in general? Chris, as you know, and we hear inside the over 100 cities in Iran, the people are chanting, they are not looking for a reform. They are looking for a regime change. And uh, by changing the, the uniform of the police or they changing their formality or because of the pressure from the United Nations human rights organizations, now they're putting Mahsa Amini's pictures all over Tehran because the inspectors of United Nations, they might come and then inspect or the media showing this is totally lie and the world and even Iranian people, they don't trust them at all because they lied in past 43 years. And as we know, for example, I can give you uh, 1948 Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the 1966 International Covenant of Civil and Political Rights, uh, which uh, torture is listed under that list, uh, constitute the violation of the Geneva human rights violation. It's no war is going on, but they are using war bullets, shooting the people, innocent people, bystanders in the streets on the daylights, and they're killing them, which just violates every rights in the world. How optimistic are these people that they actually could uh, overthrow the regime? 100% they are adamant. They want to overthrow this regime. They have no hope. They have no future. The economic, almost totally bankrupt economy and no freedom of speech, freedom to democracy, freedom of study, freedom of duress. And that's their admin. They want to uh, overthrow this regime. Enough is enough, basically. Up next, as Iranians rally around a cry for freedom, an Israeli artist turns their protest into a powerful song. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. 
Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Download the CBN News app 24-7 News from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. This holiday season, go deeper into the biblical story of Christmas. In CBN's free devotional, Emmanuel, God with us, you'll witness God's nearness in the birth of Jesus. And you'll be encouraged to trust in God's promises for your life today. Get your free copy of Emmanuel, God with us. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Emmanuel. Bridge building, encouragement between cultures, and worshiping God. This is what composer Yaron Cherniak does in his music written for Iranian believers facing oppression and persecution. Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl spoke with him recently about a unique co collaboration. The first instrument that really uh, captured my uh, attention was a Persian tar, Persian instrument. It's a lute with three double strings, and I just liked the sound. And of course, it was after a prayer and seeking God's direction. I felt like I need to do something for the Middle Eastern region uh, um, in terms of worship music, but I didn't know how, I didn't know what exactly, and I was praying about it. And it was very clear that Iran is the direction. So I got uh, worship poetry from a young believer in, in Tehran, and she recorded herself uh, reciting it. Uh, it's a very special, very important uh, tradition in Iran to recite poetry. When you sit in the living room, people, someone is taking like a poetry book and recites it, and some people play, it in the, play some instrumental music in the background. So I decided to take this uh, tradition and use it in a biblical context. So she sent me her voice reading her worship poetry to God. And I recorded here in my, in my place uh, Persian music in the background. And what we're going to do is we're going to film a dancer that's going to emphasize on this situation in Iran of the hijab as a symbol of oppression, but also to release the hijab from its idea as a religious object and just make it just a scarf or something that's used for her expressions of worship, basically. And of course, we have the lyrics there to emphasize on God, 
and his goodness and God is a friend, God is a companion. You're Israeli, you're Jewish. It's not typically what we think, you know, like, oh, the Iran is Israel's enemy, but this clearly breaks the mold. <laughs> I think music can uh, act as a bridge. You know, there's that media and videos and songs is the way to step out of your borders, out of your country, even if it's a free country or under a dictatorship, you can escape those realities through songs, through sharing music cultures, through cooperating, doing things together. This actually shows that the reality is different. While the leaders showing that they are in control and they are oppressing and they are blocking people from having their rights and freedom, we actually find our ways to communicate and do music even when we are having all the, when we have all these conflicts uh, between us. Coming up, how Jerusalem shopkeepers are bringing the Holy Land to life for Christians around the world, just in time for Christmas. Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Telling our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Hello, everyone. I am so happy we are together for one of my most favorite times of the year, Thanksgiving Day. Gizmo and friends have so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my family, my friends. For God and all that he has created. We have resources to be able to live. And the Holy Spirit. Join the CBN Animation Club and get the great Thanksgiving turkey test. Plus two copies to share with others. All for your gift of only $25. Following the two-year COVID pandemic, tourists have been returning to Israel. Still, many can't make the trip. So local businesses are working to bring the Holy Land to them. Here at Jerusalem's Jaffa Gate, Christian pilgrims and tourists are back. Israel's Ministry of Tourism says tourism is now back to near pre-COVID pandemic levels. 
But for many people, a visit here to the Holy Land is still a dream. That's where one shop here in Jerusalem's old city comes in. Zach's Gifts, it's a Jerusalemite Christian site. It, now, after the two years of COVID, it has been the largest website in Jerusalem that provides Christian items, items that brings the Bible to life. Zach Mishriki owns a third-generation gift shop in the old city. He offers a range of gifts from olive wood nativity sets to ancient coins and oil lamps. Well, I want to communicate the biblical truth or the biblical stories, things that were found in our Bible. For example, you know, when I sell the coin from the Jesus time, you know, the coin of the widow's mite. This year I made this, two replica coin of the widow's mite. And I put on the top of it, you know, it's your heart that matters, not your money. It's a biblical truth. God cares for our heart. He doesn't need any money. Workers here do, however, so while providing gifts with meaning, Mishriki also supports struggling Christian brothers and sisters. We need people who love Christ to be here. It's important that pilgrims, when they come to Jerusalem, they see that this is not only stone or churches, but they can see real people who have experienced God and testify that his tomb is empty. My business allows people to work and to be productive and have food on their table and stay here. That's where Artsabox also plays a role, a Jewish company designed to bring the Holy Land to Christians in North America. The main goal for Artsa is to connect, is to connect people in Israel to people in America, is to connect people to the Bible, to the words, to the stories of the Bible, but it's also to connect people to modern day Israel, to the people that live here, to the small businesses, to daily life here as well. And it's kind of connecting this, um, this mixture of ancient and biblical, but also modern uh, between Israel, between America, and kind of combining that all together. An Arts of Box subscription provides locally made gifts four times throughout the year. This month's focuses on towns connected with the life of Jesus. But because it's Christmas and, you know, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we have products from Bethlehem, from Jerusalem, from Nazareth, and from the Galilee. Every place has two products from that place and it kind of takes on this immersive journey throughout Israel from all of those regions. And they're really beautiful, they're completely unique, and um, we're incredibly excited for people to receive them. Like Zach, Artsa provides local businesses and charities with much needed work. Countless of these businesses and charities, they cry on the phone to us when we place the order and when we work with them, telling us that directly because of Artsa and our subscribers, they've managed to stay in business for another five months or they've managed to keep their employees Artsa founder Itzhai Shimmel says the gift boxes bring the Holy Land to life. They get very emotional when you open them up with family, with friends. You've got kids opening up with their grandparents. You've got grandparents with their grandkids. You've got husbands and wives. Um, it's been um, very uh, heartwarming. Artsa Box and Zach's Jerusalem Gifts aim to bring the Christmas season to life and that regardless of COVID, the message remains the same. The last two years, the message was do not worry, God is good. You know, now after COVID is over and life came back to normal, I still assure you that God is still good. God is good and His mercy and goodness shall follow you till the end of days. With COVID or with no COVID, He is good. Still ahead, the miracle plant of the ancient world, used for perfume, medication, and more. And one farmer is determined to bring it back. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. 
We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Orphan's Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. The Bible speaks about the Balm of Gilead. It was a real plant in the ancient Holy Land, used in medicine and cosmetics, and even for worship in the Jewish temple. Several years ago, an Israeli farmer began reviving that biblical agriculture, and Julie Stahl has the story. Meet Guy Ehrlich, visionary, farmer, and possible provider of plants needed for incense for a future third temple. We are at the Balm of Gilad farm. This is the nursery. The vision was to, to make agriculture of the Balm of Gilad and, to, and then to make an industry out of it. Ehrlich is still in the early stages, but already he's helping turn the desert green on a tract of land near the Dead Sea and Jericho. Along the years, I built a collection of rare uh, biblical and medical, medical and perfume plants. And I understood that there are some more uh, very interesting plants in my uh, collection that have a huge potential uh, uh, to benefit humanity. It started with the balsamone tree, better known as the Balm of Gilead. For a thousand years, ancient Hebrew farmers at the Dead Sea were the only ones in the world known to cultivate this exotic plant. 
using it for medicinal and cosmetic purposes. Now Ehrlich's biotech venture is reviving that trade and more. He knew how to make uh, out of it uh, one of the most important medication of the ancient world, a perfume that was considered to be the best perfume in the Roman Empire. Uh, it, it, it serves as the fifth uh, ingredient of the incense of the Holy Temple. And uh, uh, since the second temple period, it, it, it serves as the anointing oil of the kings of Israel. Uh, the sixth century, it disappeared from here together with the Jewish people. Ehrlich got his first plant from a shoot that was smuggled by a German scientist out of Saudi Arabia and brought to Israel. Oddly enough, the plants he grows are thriving in the intense heat and salty soil on the shores of the Dead Sea. I believe that in the future it would become a medicine. Before it would be a medicine, it will be a nutraceutical and a cosmetic. Before or after it, it, it might serve as the first ingredient of the incense of the temple. Ehrlich has six acres of balm of Gilead trees so far and another 5,000 plants ready to be planted. Right now I'm the only and the biggest uh, balm of Gilead farmer in the world. The resin from the bark, the berries and the leaves of the balm of Gilead can all be used and each has a different fragrance and properties. Ehrlich also grows frankincense on his plantation. This is my second baby after the Balm of Gilad. I started with the vision of bringing back the Balm of Gilad to the shores of the Dead Sea. But after a few years, I understood that I have some other very interesting plants in my collection. And nowadays, I have a team of plants uh, that I want to make into products. There are more than 20 varieties of frankincense, but this is the one from the Bible. And it's considered an endangered species. This is the frankincense of the Holy Temple. Now. There is no agriculture for this tree. This tree only go wild in different countries at the own of Africa. And since there is such a big demand for this, there is overusing of the plant. Ehrlich is also growing myrrh, and there may be a connection to the gifts the Magi brought Jesus at his birth. Another way to uh, introduce myself is as a Magi. Uh, we know the three Magi, they brought uh, Miriam uh, presents. They gave her uh, frankincense and myrrh and gold. Now there is a claim that the gold is the balm of Gilad because it was more precious than gold. This is the diamond of the incense. This is the diamond of the medical plants. Ehrlich, who describes himself as a man of faith, but not religious, is also growing a number of other plants needed to make the incense for the temple. That has caught the attention of some religious Jews who would like to see a third temple built in Jerusalem. I definitely didn't thought that I'm going to serve the temple and I was surprised from the amount of uh, temple fans that came to visit me. And when uh, Rabbi Ariel was here, I told him uh, that I'd be more than happy to supply the incense uh, for the temple and I'll do my best uh, to be ready with the incense uh, till the temple would be here. But I told him that I'm not going to build him a temple. But despite his excitement over his team of plants, Ehrlich has also had some big challenges. His plantation is in Biblical Judea, known to the world as the West Bank, and that has scared off an American company who partnered with Ehrlich for years. One reason? Backlash from BDS, the anti-Israel boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. I'm sorry for this company that uh, they surrendered for this wicked movement, but uh, what can I do about it? I can only uh, fight it by uh, succeeding without them. He's had to dismiss his Israeli and Palestinian workers and rely on volunteers like Kinneret and her friends, who spent a week here, among other things, pulling weeds. If this is what we can do to help, this is what we can do to make uh, the, the world better at the end, so this is our job.
The setback isn't stopping Ehrlich. His goal is to start a research and development center for medical plants that he hopes will benefit the area and the region and, as the Bible says, make the desert bloom. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Balm of Gilead Farm at the Dead Sea. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News apps and CBN newsletters. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.